0: Today is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spalding. On today's episode, Attorney General, here's how to report suspected election fraud, Northern Kentucky native named the Carnegie's new theater director, and Fort Thomas residents' tradition keeps Halloween fun going. The Link Daily Headlines podcast is sponsored by CVG Airport. CVG Airport has been serving the community for 75 years, and to celebrate this special milestone, the airport is inspiring travel once again with a year-long travel dream sweepstakes. Every month, one lucky winner is chosen to receive an airfare voucher with one of CVG's many airline partners to help make their travel dreams come true. You can learn more about CVG's 50-plus non-stop destinations and enter for a chance to win at CVGAirport.com slash CVG75. Attorney General, here's how to report suspected election fraud, reported on by Link nky staff. On November 8th, Kentucky voters will cast their ballots in the midterm elections. It's the first election since some Americans alleged widespread fraud in the 2020 presidential election, where former President Donald Trump falsely claimed the election was stolen by President Joe Biden. But Kentucky officials are working to make sure elections in Kentucky are secure. One of those ways is by allowing Kentuckians to contact an election fraud hotline. If Kentuckians suspect election fraud, they can report the violations to the Attorney General's election fraud hotline by calling 1-800-328-VOTE. Kentuckians play a vital role in identifying suspected election violations, and we urge anyone who witnesses a violation to report it immediately to our office by calling 1-800-328-VOTE, Attorney General Daniel Cameron said. Our Office of Special Prosecutions and Department of Criminal Investigations stand ready to continue our efforts to protect the integrity of our elections by investigating and prosecuting suspected election fraud. Kentucky's Assistant Secretary of State, Jennifer Scutchfield, said that Kentuckians should contact the AG's office or law enforcement, not third parties. Campaign violations, electioneering, bribery, election fraud, and poll disruption are examples of election fraud. The Attorney General's Office of Special Prosecutions reviews all calls to the hotline and refers allegations of election fraud to the Department of Criminal Investigations. On each day of Early Voting and Election Day, the number of complaints received by the hotline will be available at ag.ky.gov slash election-hotline-updates. The complaints are tracked by county, and the website will be updated at the end of each day of Early Voting and throughout Election Day. The Election Fraud Hotline is one part of a concerted effort by Attorney General Cameron and law enforcement partners to ensure the integrity of the election process. Attorney General Cameron continues to partner with members of the Ballot Integrity Task Force to deter and investigate allegations of election fraud. The task force includes the Office of the Attorney General, the Secretary of State's Office, the State Board of Elections, The U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the U.S. Attorney's Office for Kentucky's Eastern and Western Districts, the Kentucky State Police, the U.S. Postal Service, the Kentucky Department of Homeland Security, and the Kentucky Army National Guard. The Attorney General's hotline is active throughout the year and records messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week. During early voting and on Election Day, the hotline is staffed from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Time and calls are answered live. Northern Kentucky native named the Carnegie's new theater director, reported on by Grace Tierney. As a new season of musicals is announced at the Carnegie, they have also welcomed a new theater director. Northern Kentucky native and Covington resident, Tyler Gabbard, is the new director of the Carnegie's auto Budig Theater. The Carnegie has been an artistic home for me for many years now, Gabbard said. I'm grateful for the opportunity to lead the theater department and build on the transformative work of my predecessor, Maggie Perino. Gabbard was formerly the patron experience manager for the Children's Theater of Cincinnati. Before that, He was the box office and patron communications manager for the Lisa Smith Wengler Center for the Arts at Pepperdine University in Malibu, California, the events and publicity manager for the School of Arts at Northern Kentucky University, and vice president of the League of Cincinnati Theaters. He holds a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Drama from New York University's Tisch School of the Arts, where he focused in theater management and scenic design the Carnegie's theater department could not be in better hands, said Kim Best, executive director of the Carnegie. Since joining the team in October, Tyler has brought an excitement and enthusiasm to the Carnegie that I'm sure patrons will see reflected in these upcoming productions. Some of the productions that have been announced for the 2023 Summer Theater Series lineup are Kinky Boots, Guys and Dolls, and Lady Day and Emerson's Barn Grill. A full list of the Carnegie's upcoming events and productions can be found on their website. Fort Thomas residents' tradition keeps Halloween fun going, reported on by Robin Gee. For kids especially, the build-up to Halloween is exciting, creating or picking out your costume or planning out your trick-or-treat route. And when All Hallows' Eve arrives, it's a whirlwind going from house to house, then going through your hall, and, for many, negotiating with your parents about what candy you can eat right away and what has to be put aside for later. The day after Halloween, much like the day after many holidays and celebrations, can be a bit of a letdown. The decorations come down, and the jack-o'-lanterns start to sag. Yet, thanks to one Fort Thomas resident, the day after is the start of a fun post-holiday tradition. For more than two decades, Patty Hudipole has been recycling Halloween pumpkins donated by her friends and neighbors into a new and beautiful display that continues the fun for about a week. Hudipal got the idea 21 years ago while helping out with a friend's October wedding. She had wanted geometric-shaped carved pumpkins to line a walkway at the reception. Pumpkin lanterns, she said. I volunteered to help her dad, and he was the one who introduced me to using a small drywall saw to carve instead of a knife. It was fun and fast and safer, and we carved at least 20 in a short time. When Halloween came a few weeks later, I gathered about 10 pumpkins, carved them, and set them on the back patio. It was really fun, and I realized this could be an annual thing. But after Halloween, because then I might be able to get pumpkins for free, I lit them every night for a week or so the next few years. Opening night was a little party with all the neighbors, and Pumpkin Fest was born. We had hot spice cider and pumpkin treats, bread, cookies, ice cream. Her routine now involves the whole neighborhood. I cleaned the pumpkins all out and cut the lids and then invite all the neighbor kids to come and carve them the day of, she said. I usually get about 30 pumpkins. She's had a few challenges along the way, she said. When she first started, she would get 50 or more pumpkins, but it got hard to find space for them all. Lighting them every night became time-consuming, not to mention getting rid of that many smelly, mushy pumpkins once the week was over. In 2020, when there were not many pumpkins to be had, I got about 10 from a neighbor and put them in the front yard, she said. The neighbors like that better because they could see them every night instead of having to walk into the backyard. So now they are in front, and I try to limit it to about 20. When they are all bunched together, they are really bright and make a big impact. And those are the headlines we are following for Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. The Link N K Y Daily Headlines podcast is published Monday through Friday and can be heard on our website or wherever you get your podcasts remember to subscribe and share. Have a comment about the podcast or know a story you think we should cover. Email me, mspaulding, at linknky.com. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, visit linknky.com.